Hi and welcome to the Andy Gorman Golf One Putt Podcast and we are here recording our last hole of our first round, because it's all golf related, in our first series. Gareth, 18 weeks ago, we set out on a little bit of a journey which turned out to be 18 holes. Um, wasn't quite what we expected. I don't think. It certainly wasn't what I expected. And um, it's been quite a journey. So much so that round two will start in a week or so's time. Um, what are your thoughts given where we started and, and how we've evolved? What's your thoughts on the One Put podcast and, and kind of what we've managed to achieve in this relatively short period of time? I really enjoyed it, and I think the, the thing for me what I've really enjoyed is that I've learned something new every time I've come <laughs> on the podcast, and yeah. that's your knowledge on agronomy, on the putter face, on balance, on a wedge, whatever it may be, even though I'm a professional, I should know that kind of stuff, but with your knowledge and expertise, it's just brilliant, and the reception. I thought, us putting this podcast out into ether, thinking, oh, people are actually going to listen to it. Are they going to download it? Is it me and you talking to us? Sounds, what is it? Yeah, I know, that was one of the biggest... Oh, it wasn't really a concern, because we will chat to ourselves. Um, you know, and I think it's evolved to be a little bit more than just chatting shit about golf. Mm. Um, you know, and in the, in the full sense of it all, you know, we didn't really start it off to be like that. Um, you know, because we, well, yes, we were going to talk a little bit about the tour because it you know, fills a bit of time in there. The bit for me is like, where does an hour go? Mm. You know, when we do this, we sit down and we go, where's that hour actually gone? Mm. And sometimes it's a bit more than an hour, but it's rarely much less than an hour. And, and it's one of the most, you know, fulfilling hours of a week for me that, you know, from a work point of view that, you know, we get out there and yes, we're talking a bit about the golf, uh, not about golf, but I mean, you know, we're talking and then, you know, a question stems a, a path that, that we go in and you mm. get some random questions and you keep them to yourself and, you know, throw them at me, you know, to try and catch me out. And, you know, it's like, you know, let's bring it on, let's try and catch Andy out. But, you know, it's a case of, you know, for me, I think it's just been a, a really incredible 18 weeks is we went from lockdown into another lockdown, but you know, maybe don't worry about that. You know, I think we might be locking ourselves down for a little while, but you know, we've got another series, we've got round two coming, which you know will look different. Um, and a little bit like round one, I'm not entirely sure what it'll look like um, from the start. Um, it's, it's like playing a new golf course, yeah. So each hole is going to be different because we've not seen it before, but actually, you know what. As the audience, um, you know, we, we're relying a little bit more on the audience. I think that's one of the things that we want to do, and we, and we have done in the last few sessions. Um, you know, we've got more sponsors lined up, which is great. So thanks, guys, ahead of time. Some of you don't know who you are yet, but <laughs> um, you will be sponsoring. Um, but ultimately, you, you know. Uh, round two is just going to be that sort of venture out onto a new type of course, maybe or a bit more linksy. Uh, um, the wind will blow for the next eighteen weeks here in the UK. You know, we're, we're going into winter, and so, um, but that's not necessarily going to persuade us because there'll be plenty of golf. I think what did they say? We've got fifty-four weeks on the PGA Tour this year. 
coming up or something like that. It's um, it's mental. I mean, nothing's really the same. But we've got a Masters to look forward to in a yep. couple of weeks' time. So I'm really looking forward to what Augusta's going to throw at the golfers. Um, so we will continue tour talk. We will have a few guests on. Well, just yourself um, every week, sitting in the wings. Um, we will be having some guests on. And um, again, some of you don't know who you are yet, but you will be coming and <laughs> spending time with us. You know, the beauty about Zoom and, you know, working across mm -hmm. time zones, you know, is the beauty nowadays and that we can connect at some point in time during a given day, you know, to make it work. So if you can, we, you know, we have a guest in Australia, we'll either get them at the end of their day and the start of ours or vice versa. And so, you know, likewise, then, you know, on the, on the, uh, West Coast uh, of the States, you know, we've got, I've got clients all over, we've got industry professionals all over the world now and we're communicating with them on a regular basis. So, you know, we will be bringing them to you at some point during, mm -hmm. you know, this pod. So, you know, we're really looking forward to what um, series two or round two is going to be. Another 18 weeks. It's got to be, hasn't it? You know, we can't do it anything else. It's just got to be at, um, at, at rounds of golf applicable uh, information. What would you like to see? I'd like to see as that evolution. I think something we're trialling today with the video side of things so people can actually see us. Because yeah. that's the thing with podcasts. I, I did it first of all with people like No Laying Up, Driving Range Heroes, that you listen to the, mm -hmm. the podcast. We don't see the faces. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's a new medium going on to the YouTube channel and, and giving a little sneak peek of there what might be coming, but also that guest interaction because mm -hmm. we know from your twenty-two affiliates, we've got some great people out there, great industry experts like yourselves, and people who've created products, and it'd be great to hear their stories and their evolution of their mm -hmm. brand. It just brings another facet to the podcast. Yeah, I mean, you know, one of the things that we will talk about and carry forward is, you know, fitness and nutrition. I think it's a really important thing to be identifying with, um, you know, as many of you will know that I've gone through sort of a bit of an evolution of, you know, of the body and, you know, some, you know of the stomach as well, I suppose, um, you know, in, in recent times. And, um, you know, it, it's not going to be for everybody, whatever I'm doing, you know, and it's not for me to sh shed the doctrine of what I teach, it, you know, what I eat or don't eat or whatever it might be, but to be mindful of the foods that you put inside you and how it affects you in performance on the golf course would be completely remiss of me as a performance coach to say, I know something about this, but actually I'm not going to tell you about it. Um, you know, your knowledge of the mind, mm -hmm. you know, and how... You know that sort of negative self-talk affects you know going forward i think is an important part of you know something to tap into and you know we'll sort of pick your brains on that one mm -hmm. excuse the pun we're full of puns we're all, always going to be um you know so you know we will we will dive into that and you know i'm working with you know some other uh sort of specialists in the business field at this point in time which you know is opening my mind to um, you know, what's going on outside of golf, but is equally as applicable to what we're doing mm -hmm. um, here as well. And like I say, from a, a nutritional point of view, a body fit, um, look, you know, Bryson didn't sharp and start this. You know, if we look back at, you know, in the, some point around the middle of the 80s, we've got athletes like Langer and 
Faldo and Norman and you know these guys were you know in the gym and they were mm. working out and you know it was like how can you do that and of course before that was Johnny Miller you know back in the 70s who started working out partly because he was building a ranch which then meant he was using heavy equipment and you know manhandling this you know logging you know gear and you know from what I can understand of the story and he lost his incredible golf game based on becoming stronger well look it's not just about becoming stronger because speed is one of the essence of what we're doing and so you know if you can't get clubbed speed out of strength alone so we've got to learn you know those factors and characteristics so we'll be introducing um you know who guys who i've worked with and currently work with you know to come on board and to talk about the things that you know we now know it's to be normal for golf um you know what are the pitfalls of it what are the things that we need to be mindful of what are those characteristics you know that we're going to see in players now both young and older as they change their bodies or they develop their bodies you know what are the things that as a coach of many juniors you know and i've got a couple of the guys who will be partly the reason why we have pre-recorded this is because you're away you know, he's all going away, but you know, he's actually. I've got three juniors playing in the Robert Rock series um, on Monday, which is when we're going to be posting this recording out. So, you know, I will be at the golf course sort of watching those guys and they're playing in the Robert Rock finals, you know, which is a great tour here in the UK for junior golfers. And so, I've got three of my juniors are actually playing in that event in, in the finals. So, you know, and, and working out what it is going forward, then you know, you know. What is it like working with juniors? You know, what is it that we've mm. got to be, you know, mindful of as they grow and things to look out for as parents? You know, we need to be very mindful of that as well. So, you know, I will be bringing some of that. And who knows, some of those guests might be our little stars of the future. Yeah, so, you know, so that'd be pretty cool. You know, I mean, that's, uh, we can get some of those um, you know, guys and girls on there, it'll be awesome. So, mm. We've kind of focused a lot on the podcast around Tour Talk. Is yeah. there any kind of weeks on the tour that have kind of you've you've enjoyed talking about more, or any topical tournaments over the last kind of seventeen episodes that have really um, engaged you, and you've come off from the the pod and gone that was that was really good tour talk today. Um, you know, I think the tour talk for me is it, you know we 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 have a thread. You know, we know what we're going to be talking about. You know, in, in the main, and obviously, you know, we haven't got tour talk so much this time. Although I will say, there's um, a couple of impressive shots I saw from yesterday's golf uh, in Italy. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think one of the you know, I mean, there's so many great shots have been played. There's so many great tournaments have actually been played. You know, like we can't not talk about the U.S. Open, of mm. course. You know, with what Bryson did. There he, you know, elevated himself to the, you know, towards the cream, of, you know, of, of um, the golfing echelons, really. Um, and the thing I like about it, he said he was going to do it, you know, and proved proved himself right and proved everybody else. He's, you know, to some degree, reminds me very much of the young, brash Tiger Woods of, you know, the interview that he had with Curtis Strange. Mm -hmm. You know, so you'll learn. <laughs> you know, I think is. You know, for me, that's just been amazing. That's been replayed a few times, partly because we've got the Masters coming up. So I don't think there's any real standouts, apart from maybe the US Open. I mean, the US Open for me, you know, normally Father's Day and, you know, 
So we know those of you that listen on a regular basis, you know, we were losing my dad a couple of years ago, and it's been a tough Father's Day, you know, a couple mm. of Father's Days, um, you know, realising that the, there was a last one, you know, and, you know, you don't realise there's a last one until it's happening, or, you know, and uh, the last one was a few months ago, and, and then the first one without, and then subsequently another one. Um, and the fact that that clashes with the US Open week, you know, ordinarily Father's Day is US Open Sunday. And, um, it, you know, so the US Open is what, you know, a poignant mm -hmm. sort of reflection for me. And, you know, obviously the previous, you know, year, last year, um, you know, the first Father's Day without my dad, you know, I got married that weekend as well. And it was, you know, so it was, you know, it's, been, it's always been a poignant weekend for me because it's Father's Day. Yeah. The fact that it wasn't this year, I think, is, you know, lends itself to another tournament, you know, that, you know, but wasn't another tournament. You know, it's, everything's moved and I think mm -hmm. that's great, you know, that PGA Tour and, and RNA and the USGA and the, and the European Tour have all got together and said, you know what, we're going to stage these events that we can and, you know, the, the Open Championship, I think, rightfully hasn't been played. Um, you know, for whatever reasons that, you know, they want to reveal or not reveal or whatever. But, mm. you know, I think that it's, um, to some degree, you know, the fact that the Open Championship hasn't played, been played this year. Um, and the virtual one, didn't we? We did have the virtual one, yeah, virtual. Which, which again, you know, I mean, hats off to, to everybody who, who collaborated for that because, you know, there was an awful lot of footage came from BBC, mm. um, you know, to Sky. And you know the so you know and of course Ken Brown's turned up on yep. Sky, which has all been a little bit peculiar and strange. So Love Ken on the course. Ken on the course Ken. has been amazing, and obviously to have him, you know, on, you know on Sky, I think has been a, a really good fit, and I think it's um, it, you know I think that's we've had some really good collaborations come about because of what's happened this year, and I think that's one of the things that I really like. It, the, the mix has been thrown in. That's the thing that mm. I like about it. So. You know, yeah, I think the standout for me definitely is the US Open, you know, the fact that we've had so many good things to talk about, I think just is testimony to the fact that guys, first and foremost, the tours, the PGA, European, LPGA, you know, they've been able to get tournaments together yeah. and, you know, to, to create a norm around the abnormal mm -hmm. that 2020 has been, I think that's really important to us and, um, you know, it's given us something to sort of, you know, as golfers to be excited about. But look, we've had massive growth in golf as well. Yeah. You know, I think that's one of the things that we need to be um, thankful for, um, but not complacent exactly. too, as well. And, um, uh, you, you know, tour talk for this week, obviously we just got one round and a couple of shots to talk about, but did you see Matt Wallace's shot yesterday where he hit the power lines? Yes. Um, that reminded me of good old days. If anyone remembers a place called Barliston Golf Club, everyone oh played, yes, played that. Oh my word! Yes, played that. Yeah, that's got a few power lines on. Yeah, <laughs> many so. have ruined Pro V One or other balls that are out there where they get a big dirty black line from hitting the power lines. Yeah, interesting. That you know, um, and a shot. Well, two shots that I can remember. Can't really remember, but you know, from from the history books. So Matt Wallace hit the shot, those of you that don't know, first round in Italy and you know, he's hit a shot. I think he ended up in the water, hasn't he? Mm -hmm. um, and of course, if you hit a power line, um, it's more than just a local rule because it's an artificial um, 
outside agency that you know wouldn't ordinarily be there. It's kind of unnatural. Um, you're allowed to replay the shot, which from his point of view is extremely grateful. Um, you then dialed the shot into inside 10 feet, not the putting. What a great birdie. I think it was electrifying. Was one of the yeah. was one of the things that was mentioned. <laughs> Pinch that one from uh, I think it was Mark Rowe. But um, yeah, it, it, you know you wouldn't. It, and, and I think one of the things that was mentioned, I think as well, you know, and a fair point on this is that it's difficult to refocus when you've hit a shot. And I don't know whether he hit it well or not, but he certainly hit the second one well because he was saying go in, go in. You know, it was all over the flag and. Um, you know, and then to, to think, right, okay, well, I kind of, I kind of almost deserved mm -hmm. this to go in, or, you know, sort of feel like there's something would be wrong if this putt didn't go in, but yeah. you're still going to make a good good effort at it to pick the line and, and speed and, and execute the shot. So, you know, fair play there. Um, and then Scott Jameson, mm -hmm. um, was, it Scott? was Scott Jameson had the holding one? He was, yeah. Um, I mean, just incredible. Holding one. Walks off the cut, walks off the tee, no celebrations, put the club in the back. <laughs> but did you see his interview afterwards? No, no, I didn't. No. <laughs> his interview's priceless. She said, you know, he's been interested, you know, I want a fantastic shot, you know. Um, if, yeah, it was right. <laughs> wow. It's what we try and do, and then the wow. cheesy grin on the face, and, you know, sort of secretly was holding his excitement, but um, he nearly pulled it off. He nearly <laughs> but that was great, you know. I mean, a super, super swinger of the golf club. Yeah. You know, probably one of the most impressive swings that I've seen on tour in recent times. And um, you know, yeah, a great result from that. But you know, that hitting a power line. Mm. Um, it must be so hard to refocus. I know I, I remember it from junior days. You don't really think about it when you're a junior, very instinctive and things. But mm. now, as a as a tour professional, to hit that shot. Lots of kind of maybe expletives going through your mind at that time when it drops mm -hmm. into the water, and then you've got to recompose yourself and, and hit yeah, the golf shot. Hold on a minute, hit the power cable so I can replay it, so that's good. So you get the reprieve, and I think the ultimate is the reprieve. It's a little bit like in the ball out of bounds, isn't it? Yeah. Where you hit, you think you've hit the out of bounds, and then you bash the ball down the middle. Mm -hmm. So, you know, invariably that's what happens. Um, I think Jack Nicholas, you know, has got, there's a story about Jack Nicholas who was with his um, longtime caddy. Um, big hair, you know, sort of uh, white-haired, you know, big Afro-style hair. And um, Nicholas had hit this tee shot. I think he'd hit a three-wood, if I can recall, off a tee, and he hits the power cable, strike comes across, and drops straight back down. Well, you know, so knowing that he can replay the shot, he's had his caddy throw the ball back to him, puts it down on the same tee peg, and you know it. Mm -hmm. Bang, hits the same spot, the ball drops down at the side of the other one. Only Jack, maybe Hogan, maybe Tiger, you know, but you know, to be able to completely replay the shot, I mean, I think he moved the tee the next time. Um, on the, so he made sure he got under it or over it, pulling it to move it back so he could go over it. But it, I'm just incredible to think that, you know, there's a replica shot. Yeah. Um, you know, so talk about getting back your focus, you know, that for me is a. Is a an example, prime example that you know there are some players out there that could focus just a little bit mm. better. And as I said, you know he did perfect shots, so yeah. you know he just had to go ahead and do the same thing again. Even he didn't expect to hit the same perfect shot, exactly. so you know unlikely to do it again. But there's so yeah, we'll um, obviously round one we might touch a little bit of the 
this week's talk talk yes yeah. we don't know what might well have happened no. of course there is the zozo event which mm -hmm. is taking place um another close sort of round of 13 under par for i think it was in, it was 10 or 11 holes um mooners mm -hmm. and uh five five drop shots in that as well four pars a round of golf with four pars and you shoot Crazy. eight under par which is just incredible um so it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. Mm -hmm. uh, we see a little bit more of Tiger rather than holding just an 80 foot butt, um, <laughs> which was pretty impressive, but I think that was the highlight of his round. Um, you know, so we will see that. So, There's lots of golf coming up. And for me, lots of, lots of people have kind of commented on the podcast and, and said that, that it's enabled them to understand a little bit more behind the scenes. Because as, as professional golfers, it's that front that we see maybe when you're coming for a consultation or an experience, but mm. we've really delved into your life. It's almost if people remember the, the old red book, this is your life kind of thing. <laughs> we've we've yeah, had yeah, 17 yeah, weeks of, like of you. It's almost like I've been very autobiographical of interviewing your stories and, mm. and speaking about dad and speaking about time in, in Jamaica and, and your life really. So do you feel that it's been a cathartic experience i think yeah I do, I do to be honest with you and i think it's kind of where i am with now with my business goals um you know we're talking about the things that you know sort of ultimately inspired and stalled you know parts of life and i think that's where, where um and that's come about in sort of the last month or so as you know um you know when you start to look at how your life maps and you know I, you know, I can only go back to you know sort of two years ago when, when I lost dad, and you know that's when things really start to make more sense. Uh, I mean, it's kind of you know. Did it make you stop and and kind of reflect on dad's life, but also reflect on your life? Yeah, um, and I and I want I don't want it, you know, to sort of to to become something that. You know, I, I, my reflections came about before I lost that. You know, fortunately for me, I mean, there was an element of we had 16 days with, you know, when, and probably 12 or 13 when the reality of it was there. And, you know, so the conversations were, were difficult, you know, initially, and then there were no conversations as that, you know, sort of ebbed away from us. Um, and you, know, it, you do start to think, you know, you start to think about the things that are going on in your own life at the time, and you know, and there was a whole lot of things going on in my life at that time, and you know, um, you know the, the upside of that is the relationship I now have with Becky, and you know, that's um, to some degree, you know, the pain that I went through with Dad made me realise that actually, you know, what you have to grab life literally by the balls, yeah, you know, and um, it's a little unfair. I've just put Becky into the same conversation as grabbing it by the balls, but um, that's, we her, understand. that's her job, you know, I mean, she's allowed that. Yeah. Um, but literally, you know, just just grab life for what it is. Like, we're not around long enough. Mm. I don't think that, you know, in the last tw two years has flown by, but that's partly based on what's gone on in the last six months to all of us. And if you haven't taken time to reflect, and you know, if you're 20 years of age, you're not going to reflect the same way that, you know, my kids age and, you know, ultimately you're not going to reflect the same way that you do when you're 50. Albeit you should, because you'll be 50 before you know it. 
And, you know, as we go through these sort of moments, and we all go through them, if life follows the normal pattern, um, you know, where the parents go before the children, you know, and hopefully the children don't go before the parents. I can't imagine that that's, you know, it's not pleasantly the right way around. Yeah. Um, you, you know, in following the, the the circle of life, for want of a better expression. But um, yeah, it's the, it, you know, for me, what it's done is it's taught me to to go for what I want um, with the with the right meaning. Mm -hmm. You know, um, with the right understanding to that. You know, I'm not going to run roughshod over anybody for anything that I want. Um, I'll do it ethically. I'll do it structurally um, you know and I'll do it what I believe is right and my uh, ethos as an individual is that I never go out of my way to upset somebody and I'll apologize profusely mm -hmm. the first person to say sorry if I upset somebody for whatever reason I can be a little um, jovial and quick-tongued and sarcastic <laughs> And that can upset folk, and you know, I try to make sure that my jokes are jokes and not mm. cutting. Um, you know, and, and you have to learn who you're with, you know, before you say things that will upset some people, and there are other people that wouldn't even bat an eyelid. So yeah. you have to. So from all of those points of view, you know, and those reference points, more importantly, you, you know, you do think, and I do find myself thinking more about people. And their thoughts and their feelings, um, because it's important that you know I, that I, I go about and do mm. things right. Um, at the same time, I've probably become more forthright in what's right versus what's wrong. So when I see an injustice, I don't let it ride. I've been very few times that I've done that. I'm not a confrontational individual, but I will definitely not see an injustice take place and not say something, even if I can't get justice. You know, I'm, not, I'm definitely going to say something. Um, you know, so there are things that they're, you know, I don't let go, mm -hmm. you know, and maybe I should. Yeah. Um, you know, so yeah, you, I think if you, I think when you go through a major life trauma, as much as a, you know, major life positive experiences, you know, I was fortunate, like I say, you know, with Becky, to to flip the worst to the best experience, you know, very quickly, and you know, that's for some folk that you know isn't a good thing, and but for me and Becky, it has been, and you know, it's just been the most incredible mm. period of time to know that I've got somebody at the side of me, you know, virtual caddy, <laughs> virtual caddy, and mm. literal caddy, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, but literally at the side of me in everything that I do, you know, offering a hundred percent support. And boy, you've seen her mm -hmm. batter me when it's come down to it from a point of view of you know I've resisted trying to or tried to resist trying to do something, and you know she's not going to let that happen. So, so Mrs. G, no, moral so, story. Uh, yeah, moral of the story. Mm -hmm. She won't let me get away with anything. Um, you know, but again, we're all with good reasons. So you know, she's got my best interest at heart as well as. You know, the rest of the family and, and ultimately you know yeah I knew regret I didn't do it before of course um, but the, you know there are plenty of reasons why it didn't happen you know it comes down to it you know I will be a better golf professional 
because I'm a better husband mm -hmm. and I'm a better dad. And, you know, ultimately that's, you know, that's the byproduct of, of that. And being, you know, I hope a, a, a good enough son that my dad, I know my dad was proud of what I've done. And, mm. you know, he told me so. And so, you know, I couldn't have had a better dad. You know, I'm very fortunate. I've also got, you know, fantastic father-in-law. And, you know, we have great times. You know, and that's, that, that helps, you know, but, you know, I miss dad like crazy. And, mm. You know, it's, uh, but, you know, if it helps, any, anything that has gone through, that we've gone through, that makes me a better person, then, you know, then that's a positive at the end of the day. I'm certainly glad that Dad wasn't around to witness what's gone on yeah. in the last six months. It, he would have definitely struggled with, you know, mm. with the way things have gone on over the last six months. So, you know, from that point of view, you know, there's an element of gratitude that he went as quickly as he did and he mm. didn't suffer for, you know, for too long. And, you know, so, yeah, you know, again, <laughs> very poignant, but... Um, yeah, it just means that, you know, I have a, 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 a stronger outlook and, you know, a recognition that, you know, I'm 52 next year, you know, and 52 years have passed by very, very quickly. And, you know, unfortunately, there probably won't be another 52 for me to reflect on that. So, you know, I, in this next sort of 15 to 20, if I'm blessed to have that much time, you know, with good health and, you know, I'm going to enjoy my golf and I'm going to enjoy, obviously, my family, of course, yeah. and the time that I spend with them. But, you know, I'm going to enjoy what I do because I will continue to do what I do for as long as I possibly can. I do not see retirement, mm -hmm. you know, as part of my future. I just, you know, don't, I don't see it. Mm -hmm. You know, I never have done. And, you know, it's, it's partly because I enjoy this game so much and I want folk to enjoy it as much and to be able to share my knowledge with going forward so yeah. you know something i wanted to ask from the podcast is that the clients have come from the podcast i have yeah how have they been with you in terms of interactions when they've got come into the studio remotely do they almost feel like they know you because they've listened to 15 16 episodes of of you talk about your your, your trials your tribulations the golf yeah. world have they been different with you on arrival they, they, they have been a little different. Um, you know, the first conversations really, you know, are, are different. Um, and and yeah, I mean, they're, they're, you know, a, a normal inquiry will typically come through an email, etc. And you know, then subsequently, you know, I think I think folk feel that they know me a little bit more because of podcasts. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and they may have only known me for sort of, a, you know, six or seven of them when we first started. The first client came through after, I think, about six or seven. Well, the first conversation did, so we may have done eight before we came to the studio. But, um, yeah, and a couple more came through. And then, it, so, yeah, I think there's an element of they feel they know me a little bit more. But there's also a case of, you know, um, I'm actually speaking to the celebrity. <laughs> just like that. That's just not me, is it? Um, no autographs or anything like that. It's just like, yeah. really? <laughs> I'm not the celebrity. Um, the reluctant celebrity. Um, you know, and I, I suppose you know, there's been an element of, you know, I've got followers around the world with social media and I've had folk come up to me and say, that, you know, can I get a selfie with you? It's like, why? Because, <laughs> you know, well, I follow, you, I follow you on all your channels and, you know, I think the stuff you do is great. And I'm like, oh, right. you seem normal as well. Um, <laughs> um, you know, so there's, there's all of those things, which I do find a little bit sort of strange. Um, but, you know, yeah, the, the podcast, I think, has produced, you know, a, a new avenue for, for clients. 
you know, to feel that, you know, they can get in touch and, you know, that I am, you know, personable. One of the things that, you know, I really want to try and get across is that, you know, I am a, a bloody good Pokemon short game coach for everybody, not just for the elite player. Mm -hmm. In fact, that going forward now, if you haven't noticed already, my taglines have changed, you know, so we, I'm now the world's number one putting and short game coach for recreational golfers and competitors. Yeah. Recreational golfers first, because, you know, maybe you start as a recreational golfer and become competitive, um, and ultimately, you know, you know where, where's that going to be? I think it, folk need to know that I am 100% approachable, mm. you know, and I think also, you know, in the last few weeks since we started that, sort of outlying sort of you know, move forward it's been it, it's it's approached the audience i've seen you yeah. know that uh more well i've seen a more recreational audience you know applying for that and interestingly enough i've also had pros asking questions you know club pros and players who want to get onto tour and, mm -hmm. you know seniors tour and all that you know so so yeah they're, 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 i just think it's that kind of those barriers more than anything so it's so important when you go for a golf experience wherever it would be you're nervous as a client you're a little bit apprehensive you think you're going almost to the doctor or the specialist of, mm. they're going to rip me to pieces here and i'm really nervous about it but doing a podcast doing recordings doing good social interaction mm. it's got a bit of benefit you know it's interesting because and i think this is where I th you know as coaches I think it's really important, you know, and I know there's a few coaches that, that have a listen and, you know, sort of check yourself a little, guys, because um, as a coach, I don't think about the fact that the client that walks through the door is going to be nervous. Mm -hmm. I remember having a conversation with Becky about it. She goes, oh, I'd be shitting it. I'm like, really? Why? Mm -hmm. And she's gone like, well, wouldn't you be? And I'm like, uh... I don't know, I haven't thought about that. Yeah. That was a reality check to me. That was that happened to me probably about 18 months ago, you know, just based on conversation that, you know, Becky and I were having, it was like, oh, wow. Um, maybe I should be there. But now I'm going through a learning process myself. Mm -hmm. <sighs> wow, yeah, I can understand where a client is when they come through the door. I think I put people at ease fairly quickly. Um, you know, I like to, you know, we sort of diversify the chat to start with so that we're not all you know encompassing golf and, and everything else and let them sort of absorb the um you know the surroundings that we work in um you know enjoy the moment to start with and, you know this is what we're doing this is great you know so this is what we're going to be working in for the next two or three hours um i think all of those things you know are, are important to understand because i can create a wow factor but that wow factor could be intimidating to somebody um i you know i know that i'm not an intimidating person i know that i've been around intimidating people uh, and i'm not intimidated by people but that's because probably from a very early age i was in mixing you know over at the belfry with celebrities people that i paid money to go and watch in concert paid you know to go and watch in stand-up or, or whatever it might be and you know sort of these celebrities were coming in and playing golf at this magnificent tournament venue and you know i'm going like just another person that breathes the same air and eats mm -hmm. the same way and gets rid of it the same way that i do i mean they're human they're, well, they're, 
may not behave like a human at times. Um, and that, that kind of checked me as well, because I just didn't want to come across as somebody like that if I got to that point. Yeah. You know, so, you know, and I'm not saying that I'm a celebrity, but, you know, it, maybe in some, some folks' eyes, you know, that, that I, I am a better golfer than they are, and I do have knowledge that they'd like to, to know, and, you know, I'm allowing them the opportunity to do that, albeit for a fee, and, you know, it's... I can see how it would be intimidating. And, and I think for you, though, now, more importantly, after the last six months we've had, it's opened up avenues in a way of the remote life coach as well. You yeah. don't have to be based near the bar for you to come and see you. No, I, you know, and I think the other thing as well is when you open your home up, mm -hmm. you know, to somebody... There was Instagram Live, brilliant. Yeah, they absolutely superb. You know, they, there were a lot. I, I mean, to think that, you know, we we shoot from the hip for, for for 60 minutes, you know, and um, the frantic running around trying to get everything to work, you know, on, on cues. Technology <laughs> has been our nemesis the, the challenge of, of technology. But, you know, and that's where ultimately I think, you know, when you know you're completely compatible with somebody that Becky would allow the house to be open, mm. you know, for the world to see our living room is just, you know, and, and our backyard as well, you know. But from from that point of view, I think that's, that you know you're in a partnership then you know, yeah. there's not one you know person thinking that you know they're better than anything else mm -hmm. or they don't want to put a block on anything else and we're not precious about you know about it oh, be it, you know, the vacuum goes around and the dust gets put through and everything's in its place um <laughs> and he does if anybody wants to know he does like kind of and do the vacuum in a checkerboard fashion or up and down, depending on the stripes of the day. Yeah, just, yeah, get ready just, for just like the, yeah, and you know, we vacuum the lawn as much as, as anything else. But <laughs> so. those type of things are gutsy. And I know I'm saying, because I'm involved with yourself in terms of the media side, but doing a podcast, doing it on Instagram Live, they're not for the faint heart. It's <laughs> just warts and all. Especially live. I think Instagram yeah. Live, when anything is live, is there's an element of this could go anywhere, anything could have happened. Did a few times. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, you have to roll with that. And I think that's the thing that I loved about it was the fact that I, I learned a little bit about me. Um, I learned a lot about me during, I learned a lot about me during lockdown. You know, that's. That, um, Mike Davis, who's you know my best man and, and best longest friend, one, certainly one of my longest friends, um, you know, said in our wedding speech that he, you know, he, if there's one word that sets Andy apart from anything else, it's tenacity. And you know, when things just don't go quite right, it's tenacity that gets you through it. Mm. I mean, it's nothing else. I mean, you've just got to his grip and brawl, and you know, and that's ultimately what tenacity is there's no you know sort of sitting back and going like yes there are no options there's no plan b there's no options there's just you know plan a may change but there is no plan b mm. and and i think that's one of the things you know that in my earlier life there was plan b and you know oftentimes plan b also had a plan b it wasn't necessarily a plan c but plan a was really hard and plan b was you know, a not so hard option, but plan B's plan B was even easier than I sometimes took that. Yeah. And there are times like we've had now that we all face, um, 
tougher challenges and you know we've just got to accept that there's oftentimes there is no plan B. I don't think life life should have a plan B. I think you should go after plan A and you know go after plan A. And if plan A doesn't work out because it's not going to work out, possibly because plan A is a little bit out beyond your reach. You know, if you want to be a professional footballer and you can't kick a football, then plan A is not the, the right plan for you. And you need to be brave enough to accept what that is. You know, at the same time, you need to be you know, mindful and be able to take on the chin the, not criticism, the, the mindful coaching that goes towards yeah. you. Um, but they, you know, I think that at the same time, you know, we need to be, um, you know, we're all out, you know, literally. You know, all out for what it is that we believe in, that we're going to do. Mm -hmm. You know, not everybody's cut out to be, you know, doing what what we do. You know, whether it be golf professionals or football or sport or you know, you know, musicians or you know, and it, it can be a tough life. And, mm -hmm. You know, it can be a lonely life, and it can be. But you've got to be very single-minded. That's where I point the element of a lonely life. You know, because. You kind of drag people along in mm. relationships, and they're not necessarily coming willingly. Um, you know, so you have to have that right person at the side of you as well. So you know, in all of those you know, sort of things, really, you have to be um, single-minded and you know, and and focused on that exactly. And that, you know, I have that same business mindset now, as you know, that you know, we, there is a in effect a fifteen-year plan which takes me to a retirement age, but actually, you know, that will allow me to retire if I want to, but, you know, we'll not, hopefully I won't need to worry We're not about, slowing down. We're not slowing down. <laughs> no, absolutely. I think that's the right term, you know, is, is actually there are not enough hours in the day. And, you know, just those extra hours of work that, you know, go into, you know, a project, you know, whatever it may be, you know, may not be worth, it in the long term, you know, or even in the short term, but may in the long term come to something. And, mm -hmm. you know, things that I've been working on now for a number of years are starting to come to pass, you know, quite nicely. And ultimately, yeah, you know, we've, um, you know, we've seen folk come here, but, you know, I think there'll be an awful lot more in the, in the remote coaching going forward as folk become more, more comfortable with the idea of remote. And, you know, we've got guys like, you know, Bill Bush from you know, Driving Range Heroes, you know, that had the, the wedge hips 12 mm. months ago. Couldn't get a club away from a ball, couldn't get the club back to the ball in any kind of consistency, you know, and remotely, I mean, I call Bill one of my, you know, buddies. Pick, I, I, and unfortunately, I mean, he's a pick up the phone buddy. Yeah. So um, there are very few people that have his phone number. Mm. And, uh, you know, unfortunate, that's what he tells me. I mean, he probably tells that to everybody. He's got like half, half a million people have got his number. But, you know, and, and we do pick up the phone and have a chat and, you know, message each other. And, you know, but he, you know, he comes on and says, you know, oh, God, this is, you know, what you've done for my golf has been incredible. Well, you know, I make a friend out of somebody who, you know, on a remote program, you know, comes through the door and says, help me with my wedge play. And, you know, I help him and he becomes a friend. And that's one of your mantras I love, the kind of come as a client, leave as a friend. Absolutely. It's a, it's a mantra that I've had for, for 30 years. I, I borrowed it, stole it, call it what you will, from you know, a, a client friend um, who had exactly the same, arrive as a patient, leave as a friend. And, um, 
you know, in his clinic and, you know, I, I, I hope that I can mm-hmm. live, continue to live by that for the rest of my days. It's a, yeah. I think it's a way, it's a, it's a way to live well. Yeah, you know, so totally agree. And, and here's to, to round two. To round two, which I'm really looking forward to. So like I say, in round two, we're going to be doing uh, quite a lot more in terms of interaction with uh, outside agencies. All right, we'll call them those. There we go, another golfing phraseology. Outside agencies, the folk who are on the outside looking in, looking at doing what we're doing, maybe some coaching partners or some playing partners, those guys that have had some help from me along the way. Mm -hmm. So giving their testimonials over as to how I've help them out well maybe just using that a little bit to help you make a decision but ultimately um, for me you know an opportunity for the full you know a look it will be completely random and off the cuff it'll be would you like to come on board if they say yes they can say whatever they like um, so it could be a little warts and all um, and we might have a secret weapon called master style because we know somebody might have been to august and had an experience at august Maybe. We may, yeah. we may, you know, and um, you know, I guess the, the question has been asked, he's got to say yay or nay, um, but ultimately, yeah, you know, we, you know what, what, what is it like at the Masters? And for me, you know, what is it like? I saw a little clip last night, a little snippet uh, on a, I can't remember, some kind of post or whatever it was, blog post, and the guys were talking about Tiger had played uh, after he'd won the Masters early on, at turn of the year, at turn of the century, and um, they tiger proof the course going forward. And he was talking about the north wind that blows up to Augusta during November, and he said the first was the first and the eighteenth were driver three wood, mm-hmm. not driver wedge and nine iron as they have been. I know the first hasn't been a, a driver nine iron for a while, but it was at, back then. But playing with the north wind in the colder air. Um, two woods into the first and the bunkers will be out of play i mean that one the bunker on the right will be out of play so that's um but yeah i wouldn't want to be starting up with a driver and a three wood (laughs) Uh, into an icy blast so uh it'd be interesting to see how the par fives play and the last time that the par fives played tough zach johnson won Mm -hmm. with one over par it was it was a really High school in terms of the uh, overcrowding. I can't remember the actual yeah. score, but you know we're, we're talking about 2007, and mm-hmm. he did not hit a single par five in two, mm-hmm. and he played the par fives in a ridiculously low score, mm-hmm. um, and the rest of the course played brutal. So, you know, it will play into somebody's hands um, who's extremely good with a driver and a wedge. Yeah, I can think of only one man. Mm-hmm. There's no rough to gouge out of. But he can get it out there. Very bomb and gouge. Bomb and gouge. So, um, yeah, over the next week or two, we will be um, sort of giving our rundown into the Masters. And, uh, you know, those of you, you know, know where to follow us. Uh, Andy Gorman Golf, uh, you can send us a message. If there's anything you'd like us to talk about, anybody you would like us, look, be realistic. We can't get hold of everybody at this point in time. Um, with your help and the more listeners, the more watches we get, we will be uh, able to attract a bigger audience. We'll be able to attract some bigger celebrities. So we're thankful for all of you listening. Um, put down who you'd like to see here or who you'd like a question asked about. We may be able to get to the question through the person somehow. Mm-hmm. Look, we'll find a way. 
this man can, um, you know, and ultimately if we can get folk on uh, that will be willing to come on, we will do that. And, um, you know, so you know where to find us, Andy Gorman Golf on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and also Clubface Golf. So clubface-golf.com. Check it out. New social site for golfers. There's nearly half a million subscribers on there right now. It's Facebook for golfers. So, you know, it's a really good platform to have a look at. Um, I'm an influencer on there. Come on, join and subscribe. Just do everything that you possibly can. Uh, same on YouTube. And if you like what you hear and you like